0: Hello and welcome to episode number 157, Armin Show podcast in the building. We have a guest on this one. Who is our guest today?
1: Hey, I'm Christy.
0: Christy is in the place to be. Now, Christy, you are on the show. You are guest number 20-something. Fantastic. Yes. It's some exciting stuff. Now, I want to point out, I always link back to past stuff. Our last guest was Ella. She was in England. You are more local than England, but she is here, but grew up in England. Just some information. Okay, boom, I provide the information, context, life now, Christy, how do I know Christy? I know Christy through my friend Alex can be extended <laughs> to Alejandro, and he has christy how how do you know Alex?
1: <laughs> um, we're family
0: they're family, and not like in the we so close on the you know that we get along and we're family literal form of family, yeah, yeah. This is good, okay? I like Alex. Shout-outs to Alex. He was on episode, I don't know, 60-something. And his intro has been used for a lot of these episodes and the outro. He makes music. Long live him. <laughs> now, Christy, first, how would you, if you had to describe yourself in 14 sentences, which is two paragraphs, joking, okay? What, <laughs> what are some things you resonate with in this life? Some things you resonate with, like for example, I resonate with making content, uh, talking to strangers, mm. lack of fear. I like basketball. And oh, s- recently soccer. Some <laughs> things, <laughs> some of those, Fan- those things.
1: Yeah, those are those are fantastic. Thank um, you. Thank you. I resonate when you were reading your list. Uh huh. Um, I resonate with loving to learn. Oh. I really enjoy meeting different people and talking to different people and hearing their perspectives. And I feel like my life is so much fuller when I have those encounters. They're, they're a real gift. So I resonate with that. Um, I enjoy running and photography and horses. So I, I guess those are some things that I resonate with.
0: That's pretty cool. Running is neat. I talked about the 10Ks I did before. A few of them. Have you done any 5, 10Ks, marathon, half marathon, thing like that?
1: Oh, I want to do a half marathon, um, but I, I haven't yet, so that's on the to-do list.
0: On the to-do list, 13 miles.
1: I have more pleasure run.
0: Yeah. So At a park, park, hill, hiking.
1: Nothing super competitive right now. No. It's a transitional time in my life, so I'm following the wind, so to speak.
0: It's actually quite, quite kind of windy here. <laughs> and she's not moving. So is she really following the wind?
1: That's true. Got her. <laughs> got her. Got her,
0: got her. Uh, but that's good to go with what I'm makes sense.
1: Locked to the microphone right now.
0: You're locked to the microphone? Locked to the microphone. Well, I am also <laughs> locked to the, by the way, hers is the SM58, mine's the SM57. So you know, guest gets the best microphone. That's just the system. Christy, let's get into, I want to include this topic here, okay? And I'll just pretend I came up with it completely. <laughs> the darkness and the lightness. It's something that I will pretend to have thought about recently and you didn't.
1: <laughs>
0: so what are your thoughts on the topic that I've been thinking about a lot?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Always well, take credit for everything. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to back up a little bit in talking about lightness and darkness to the place that led me to think about those, those ideas because okay. I think that that's important. Um I've been thinking about in this time where it's very overwhelming to think Mm -hmm. and at the same time there's technology and media that's making it easier to, to not really think, to glance and to repost and to retweet in this educational era where students are being taught to regurgitate information I've been thinking a lot about critical thinking and that joy of being able to to pause and to contemplate the the truth in what's said or the parts of what's said that that are true and so that in that context i've been thinking about biblical framework and how the words lightness and darkness are used biblically and how that can impact or how that transpires in terms of our terminology and using lightness and darkness and imposing human traits to lightness and darkness in a way that I'm not really sure that the the Bible really intended. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm actually more convinced that the Bible didn't intend to impose human traits of good and bad into lightness and darkness, but that terminology has been used and repeated and I'm concerned about the impact that has on explicit and implicit biases toward toward people then that are light or that are dark and how that might be re-examined and how I would hope that the church would kind of talk about that. So, you know, I didn't come today wanting to to have a sermon by any Join means. Join the local <laughs> church, Jesus Christ. No, but I, I think it's important in all of our conversations and interactions with people that we have the opportunity to think about what is said and what it means and to have the courage to to challenge some some meanings that are maybe imposed on us that we don't think are true Um, so in the context of lightness and darkness i've noticed that a lot of our terminology tends to be like come to the light or
0: why don't it's you arrive at the sunbeam within yourself?
1: <laughs> the light bulb is used for for thinking. Um, the
0: Eureka moment.
1: Darkness seems to be a term that is has been projected with ideas of fear and violence and... Crime. <laughs> yeah, and, and crime. And darkness is, is not that. And lightness is not the all the good stuff. I'm you get a sunburn from the lightness. Um, you you heal and you rest in the dark and those are really valuable traits. So I've just been thinking about the use of of the terminology, lightness and darkness, and why those human traits, why positive and negative human traits then get projected onto that and then how The use of of language can then uh, juxtapose lightness and darkness into like a framework where then people who are lighter are a certain way and people who are darker are a certain way. Now like people who are dark, there's that imposition of negativity because of the assignment of negative traits onto darkness and I just find that to be so completely invalid.
0: They're not connected, right? One (laughs) is the physical look color-wise, and the other one is this representation of the light being positive and the dark being not. Mixing those two together is not accurate, but it's very easily doable through a mental linkage there.
1: I wrote a a short poem, and I'm not a poet, but... um... May
0: we hear this poem? (laughs) May May you, Christy, present this poem
1: but i i wrote o oh, sweet darkness restore me from the light cast my silhouette with shadow and follow me into night o oh, sweet darkness over there i cannot see elevate the sounds i hear calm me quietly o oh, sweet darkness caress me with your song align my heart with the heavens heal wounds and wrongs o oh, sweet darkness from you emanates gentle glow your still births the stars evidence is good in what i do not know Oh, sweet darkness, I uplift you in your power, visit me each night and protect me within your majestic high tower. So I just, I wanted to take a moment and pause and just realize that there's a real power and a real beauty and a real glory in darkness. And it's that process of thought that is the bigger message that I kind of wanted to talk about and visit, but it's that process of thought that just made me want to share that
0: Mm -hmm. I noticed you put sweet darkness together multiple times there now (laughs) that's not a common pairing you are making it a more common pairing through the poem
1: yeah I I did Um, and to be fair there's there's that questioning when I was thinking about darkness and lightness and why the analogy between sugar and salt weren't used and you know, I could say, oh, baby, you are sweet like sugar, and, and, baby, I, baby. <laughs> and I, I don't think that that carries the same implication um, as perhaps, and, and maybe I'm just reading too much into it, as perhaps the language on lightness and, and darkness have, but, you know, you bring up a good point that there's also a real beauty in being able to color language and being able to you know, you're sweet like sugar and being able to to use those non human traits. You're bitter and, and like to a Yeah. There's a sour like a grapefruit, bitter like sour a grapefruit. Sour like a grapefruit. Yeah. There's a real beauty in being able to to use language, but I think we just I want to be more mindful. I guess this is more for me. I want to be mindful of the language that I'm using and make sure that I have clear intention and thought behind it.
0: I want to point out, by the way, she mentioned mindful. There's mindfulness meditation. In meditation, you often close your <laughs> eyes. You're at peace. It's dark. You don't see anything. And that is uh, like the resetting time of the day, mm-hmm. which matches up with this sweet darkness concept, which was just formulated, never been used before. And uh, Christy has made it a thing, by the way, sweet darkness. In meditation, you see nothing. It's your rare reset. People, that go on vacation, sometimes they don't even get a full reset. But somebody who actually meditates for like 20 minutes, an hour, you could use the app headspace. And you become like cleared. You don't have all these open loops in your head rolling through. You can close them up. Thoughts go by. You don't pay much attention to them. And you feel great. It's like you're walking into the abyss.
1: I think I'm taking a hit. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'll, I need to start <laughs> meditating to.
0: That's the actual. So whole, that
1: my thoughts are a little bit more aligned. They make they become clearer. There's no <laughs> choice but clearer. for them to become
0: clearer because you get rid of all these passing thoughts that had nothing to do with anything. Like oh, I should have done that, or somebody from four years ago. This or wait, what about the pressure from that thing? Those things happened. Maybe they exist. You still have emotional pinges from them. But they're not usually here at the current moment, so they have nothing to do with what you're doing. If you're making a computer program and it had things to do, like on a list or a chess program, and then you added in stuff like telling the chess program once in a while to think about a game from three years ago or once in a while to do a loop that didn't get anywhere, you'd have an inefficient program it's not that different from that. Had to link it to
1: programming. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And I, I think that that level of connectivity is kind of, uh, it's very related to what I'm talking about and challenging people to think, to link together concepts, to, to, to see how they relate and if they do.
0: You've got to do the linkage. By the way, this is also the difference I think about between a more linear way of thinking, which is very common, and a less common way of like networking thinking. Linear goes A, B, C, D, E, F, G. If if D is stuck, that p- path is stopped. So mm. linear thinking is very focused and efficient, but there's like huge blockages to it where it just stops. Whereas networking thinking, it's not A to B, it's like A, there's multiple Bs, there's multiple C's. You choose which way it's like a choose your own adventure book, if anybody remembers those. And so you mm. don't get stuck as often, but it's not as super efficient as linear thinking. We need both obviously humans have both which is why society is doing great sort of and networking thinking makes the linkages but linear thinking doesn't and so it's more likely to be like huh darkness maybe a colored individual bad just by default without even thinking the old subconscious like uh what's the book hidden what's the book i just read elephant in the brain that i talked about here and i interviewed the authors You have things underneath your thoughts, the subtext, you have your sub-processing. It'll it'll think stuff. By the time it got to you, it's too late. You're already thinking now, this guy sucks. And they didn't even mess up. You know, they didn't mess up or suck. You just did math in your head and they sucked. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of really great work being done around implicit biases. And I, I do think it's related and I... I guess taking a moment to pause and to just encourage us to think about just different different influences in our lives that we've taken for granted and kind of clear that, make sure that any thoughts are are challenged and confronted um, because it can lead to really devastating assumptions and presumptions about other people that are completely false.
0: Yeah. I want to include Gary Vaynerchuk, the business guy. He once in a video talked about how he said, you don't even know how much of what you think about is based on how your parents caused it into you. So you'll just do things not knowing it. Obviously, after maybe like 40 years or when you're 60 or something, you'll start to notice like, wait a minute, I did that because of this. Yes, it's worth looking at because somebody else that grew up in a different family, different place doesn't have your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's a different set of thoughts. And maybe it's more efficient for you to have some of those thoughts. Worth looking into. Hard to look into though. Because you <laughs> run a you run a certain set.
1: I I guess another example that No,
0: not another example
1: <laughs> that comes to mind. Okay, uh go ahead. I got to meet some of my relatives recently and Which is
0: a normal thing. People are doing this all the time.
1: <laughs> they they have very different points of view than I have and we were sitting at the dinner table together, and I was sharing that I don't like when people say that I throw like a girl because I feel like the underlying message that they're saying is that I throw bad. And equating together throwing like a girl and throwing bad, equating badness with how a woman throws, to me, it's it's not right. It doesn't sound good, and I don't like it. It's not, and so, it's not motivating. No, it's not. So I. I said at the table, I said, I don't really like when those two ideas, throwing like a girl and bad, are put together. It, I don't like it. And I, I was told that that was disrespectful and unwelcome and that was politically correct. And that if I was going to be politically correct at the table, that I needed to leave. And
0: Wait, really? This happened? Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. great. This isn't just this a made-up happened. story, like an internet story.
1: Yeah, this happened. And... I think for the first time in a while... Wait, because I,
0: you said you, you didn't think uh, that throwing like a girl was a good phrase to use and you didn't like it?
1: I, yeah, I told him I would prefer somebody just say that I throw bad. Don't connect bad to throwing like a girl. It, I don't I don't like it. Um,
0: Christy, I haven't seen you throw, but you throw poorly until I see. I mean, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, you throw exce- poorly.
1: I'll accept that until I prove my throwing ability i'll nice. accept meritocracy your assumption we live in a meritocracy i here. guess that i throw poorly you
0: know what frankly that's not my, my assumption i was just using it to use the verbiage <laughs> i go with the assumption of upward that's how i naturally go so christy i'm assuming you throw great
1: because i totally would defeat you in a football game but, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. So okay now
0: we're just getting you know loco now here. yeah now we're just oh getting. football yeah football <laughs> yeah you could i don't know about soccer or basketball
1: but uh back to the point i i stood up and i said well i'm going to speak my mind i'm going to share my opinions and quite honestly if that's not welcome i'm not being disrespectful but if it's unwelcome then i'm I'm gonna leave because there is a necessity to be precise and to think Um, and that's it's not demeaning people in this case relatives threw around the term politically correct but Precision is important, and to um, to reject precision goes completely against this this idea of thinking deeply and thinking critically and trying to find what truth is. Just being able to blatantly say a comment doesn't doesn't make it real, doesn't make it right. Um, sure, we should always be honest in dialogue and not fearful of of being honest. But I think there's a level of precision that that needs to be emphasized, and not not assuming information.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm with the anti-fear clause there. You know, I don't support doing things based on fear, saying things out of fear, or indecision based on fear, and you want to make accurate statements. That's not motivating. That's the one I go back to in my head. If somebody told me I threw like a, you know, a fish, and a fish was thought to be bad. <laughs> Then I wouldn't want to be a fish at that point. <laughs> I'm a person, but at that point I'm like, it's not do I want to be a fish? No. So we gotta work on our own motivations. At That's the same whole point time of I wouldn't right?
1: I wouldn't mind swimming like a dolphin. Like I'm sorry, but
0: That yeah. has a positive. It's like <laughs> uplifting. A dolphin does great. You see it in the water, it's rolling.
1: Yeah. So there's there's an aspect of being colourful with language and then there's another aspect of really wanting to be precise and challenge and confront assumptions yeah to be more truthful
0: we want to work on the more positive end uh with that because the whole point of communication is not to bring people in a lower state that's my view obviously you can use it to do that and maybe there is a purpose in that let's see if you just make someone depressed for years and then they jump out like a lion okay but that's not usually what we're doing we're just talking yeah
1: and I'm not I want to be clear too that sometimes truth can be hard that it's so you're opposed to the darkness
0: you think darkness is bad joke okay (laughs) turn it around
1: (laughs) sometimes truth requires hard conversations and it doesn't always make people feel good in the moment but there's growth that comes from that and I think that growth is far more impactful than just leaving it just leaving an, an interaction with somebody and making them feel good in that moment when there's there's growth to be had. That's that's stunting somebody for that momentary, momentary, like, positive vibe, but- Like
0: it's nothing, it's so fleeting.
1: Yeah, but the, the real goodness comes from the growth of having an honest dialogue and arriving at a place where at least the communication was, was made and there's that knowledge, knowledge had.
0: Yeah, I have to relate to that. I have a story, somebody I know, I will leave people unnamed, but, had an experience (laughs) where they went on a date, right? And so after the date, the person had bought this individual a drink, right? And then she was no longer interested, and this guy was messaging multiple times. And then normally people just, you know, the girl will just, you know, like, leave me alone, like, just disappear, right? Mm. But they won't say leave me alone, but they'll kind of, you know, like, get the hint, buddy. Yeah. So what she did was to do the opposite and be like, this is hilarious, but I found it hilarious, but also it speaks to something which you're saying. She was like, ha 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 ha, I got the free drink out of you. I really fooled you. Like everything that he would be fearful of. Now, mm. Chrissy's reaction is hilarious right here, but the idea behind <laughs> it was... That was was him. No, no, but she wasn't actually... Here's the, the message behind it was, she was representing his worst fear in the scenario. Like, oh no, I hope I don't get duped. Mm. That's a long-term help that she actually did versus she just disappears, which is Okay. Not blaming that, but to me, this kind of trolling is one hilarious. I just it's hilarious. This never happens, and then two, gets that person thinking. Wait a minute, what did I do? What caused this? Is this right? It's the actual. It gets thought going, which to me is like the whole point. You don't want to take the pain because usually people wouldn't do that message because they'd be worried. Now the person's gonna, uh you know, be more harsh at them, and they have to worry even more. Mm-hmm. So it takes a bit of fearlessness, but it's worth, to me, it's worth doing if you want to help the person a little bit, it's a risk involved. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Because you had some reactionary faces during that. <laughs> she was like, mm, yeah.
1: <laughs> No, no reactionary faces. But okay. yeah, um, courage and intentionality and having the heart for, for honesty come out from what you just said.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're really important.
0: You don't want to hold back on something for a moment of fleeting, calm or less conflict we should always have conflict christy you whack got her so we're now in a state of conflict so that's good if i actually thought that and then we resolve the whackness.
1: yeah i don't i don't really know what the social norms are with twitter i don't have a twitter account but i i have to wonder and i have to smile and grin a little bit if something on twitter were posted and half of it were true and half of it were post or if half of it were false who would be the courageous individual to retweet and clarify point a is true and point b needs to be rethought like is that the trend these days or is it to completely disregard the entire statement or to validate the entire statement um
0: Boom, I got this one. The trend is to <laughs> the, trend. the trend is to uh, do the least possible thinking involved. So the easiest is probably to, well, one, ignore it because most people don't even put in the effort to respond. Shout-outs to all the people out there. Second is person who will re- see it and be like, no, this is all wrong. So just the whole thing became wrong. It's too much thought to break it into parts, and nuanced, and whatnot. And the last thing somebody would do is what you just described. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of effort on that is just like, I have to actually pinpoint these?
1: Well... Practices like that, I feel like would at least be engagement in in more authentic dialogue. It would be using social media for the purpose of deeper thinking and deeper conversation. Um, so that that's good. I just and that's that's what I'm shooting for. I my main fear is just you know there's an overwhelming amount of information, and i I can resonate with with people who are. Feeling overwhelmed by where to where to even start. There's so much information to sort through, and so I, I resonate with that. And I also encourage that with the, the things that you're putting your eye to, and that you are thinking about, that there would be that engagement in in more thought rather than just a repost.
0: Yeah, I will say, I've seen a, each social media has its own thing. Like, on Instagram, the thing is, I'm cool. Check it out. I'm mm. cool. Uh, Twitter's like, look at this. Or, quick commentary on something that just happened. That's about it. High depth? No. Instagram, no way. High depth. I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Facebook is more involved. Like, look at my life. My life is going well. My general life. Instagram's like, my day went. Look how cool my day is. So they have different feels. And then Snapchat is like, dang, look how much fun's being had right now. look at this fun right here you want to be in this that's the main four notice none of those had like let's me and you progress together as an individual in some form that's not i've looked around Mm. i don't see it i'm not blaming the platform there's other places to do it not that many but there's other places to do it but on those have you seen depth where have you found depth on platforms christie the detective (laughs) christie the detective found depth on a platform
1: um If I'm honest, I I actually like Facebook because I feel like my friends are posting articles. They're not really commenting on on articles, but at least um, I'm friends with like-minded thinkers. And to see what they're sharing tends to resonate with what I am in agreement on. So that's my favorite outlet in terms of social media. Just because of that, there's... There's at least linkages to people that are thinking mm-hmm. in a way that I, that I think most of the time. There, there's plenty that I disagree with and I'm sad about and that I post about. But um, I think that's been the best platform for me. Um, you
0: bring up feedback.
1: Yeah, to bring, back, to bring up feedback.
0: Hmm. It's nice to hear about. Zuckerberg, you're welcome. <laughs> Your service is doing all right. And you were famous last week.
1: But I'm not super impressed with all the privacy issues. Not going to lie. Not going to lie.
0: Well, she (laughs) says that, but according to all the data I got about her that I downloaded off of this free file that was on her on the internet, (laughs) who knows where it came from, Uh, she likes this, 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 and this, doesn't like this, 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 clicks on this, but doesn't click on this, clicks on this 20 seconds after she clicks on this. So I know a lot.
1: Yeah, that's disturbing, and it, it makes it's making me think about whether i want to continue to use that platform which is a real shame because i've gained a real benefit from it
0: yeah little known information she is going to buy a papaya in 30 minutes just based on <laughs> statistics so enjoy that stephanie in pennsylvania uh used to get nine papayas at a time Oh, okay. just some information she only eats fruits and such and got nine papayas at a time when she told me about that ever since then i've ate a, ate a bunch of papayas do you like papayas by the way
1: um, I'm not sure if I've had one
0: Dang They're not that common And most people don't even eat them I can't remember the last person I saw eating one hmm. But I get them and they're really tasty Okay Yeah dried ones are good too This became a food By the way Oriented
1: Food podcast Yeah
0: We include such Do you have any favorite foods Is food something that resonates with you?
1: Ice cream resonates with me what a flavor? lot. What flavor? What flavor? <laughs> what flavor are we talking about? Chocolate. Chocolate peanut butter ice cream. That resonates
0: with me. Why is peanut butter an ice cream? That's cool though. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I also like that. And also vanilla. And the, um, like, uh, this, like, raspberry, what do you call it? Sherbet. The ones that are like mm, fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. I like these fruits.
1: That's fantastic. Thanks.
0: We really support this. Now, you have been around the country in some forms. I want to hear about some of these places, including a little bit about Atlanta, where all the hip hop's originating from.
1: <laughs> um, I've been in a state of transition, that's for sure. Um, I was laid off jobs, and so I kind of was in this this place where I'm not I'm not really sure where I'm supposed to be. I'm not sure where my gifts are supposed to be being used. I'm not not sure. Right about
0: here on the Armin Show podcast.
1: A whole lot. Um, about my life and so I kind of took the risk to say, ship my stuff away, put it in storage and see where I'm taken. And the first place that I chose was Atlanta and I got to hang out there a little bit. I didn't engage as much there as I thought because then an opportunity arose to hang out with my best friend in Colorado and to do some dog sitting. So then I got to share some time with her in Aspen and then the relatives that i described are in north carolina and i got to share some time with them and in between i've gone to alabama when i leave la i'm going to go back to alabama for the equal justice initiatives opening of the um they're opening a museum at first it was referenced as the lynching museum but it's now officially (laughs) titled the legacy museum and it's
0: more palatable name
1: it's supposed to honor People who were were lynched and who haven't really been honored and recognized because it seems like, you know, that awful part of our history is kind of being swept under the rug in a lot of racial dialogues. I think a lot of thought is that, you know, Civil War ended in 1865 and since then it's been okay and slavery wasn't okay actions during the civil rights movement was not okay and continuing inequality isn't okay. So this legacy museum is going to open up in Alabama and I'm really excited to go to that. And then not sure where I'm going to land after that. (laughs) Not sure what my next move will be, but I'm hoping I'll find where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: That's fair. Now, did you meet Migos and Jeezy in Atlanta? No. No? Any of the rappers? No? No? No. No. Okay. not yet not yet did you walk by any like music videos happening I didn't okay were you really in Atlanta is the, question we're <laughs> <wondering about. laughs> the
1: I was I was Um they okay. have a really good uh, vegan soul food restaurant and that's fantastic I like to go there um,
0: I just want to jump in there there's a good point the first vegan ever restaurant in like New York or Bronx or something recently opened same thing similar to what you're describing that was never in places like Atlanta or the Bronx or whatever it is, that was just like, oh, LA, vegan people eating kale. It's transferring around the country.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good because I'm struggling in the South to find some good vegetarian options. Right. So that's fantastic. Do you want some
0: lard with your molasses? No.
1: No, no, no. I got to watch that. Um, There's a lot of parks, and so I've done some hiking through some parks and have just kind of explored nature and have met people through airbnb and have had conversations about how they feel about atlanta some really don't like atlanta some do and so it's just been neat to meet people Mm -hmm. i think
0: what is the place you resonated with the most of all these different states she just lit up okay i saw she like lit up she was like which place
1: that's a look of of
0: loaded life the
1: wilderness bewilderment and being puzzled. Um,
0: I can bring the puzzles. I used to do word search puzzles when I was a kid, just throwing that in there. Find a word. I got it delivered monthly.
1: Great. It was a good <laughs> book. It was a
0: good book. I did a bunch of word search puzzles.
1: I guess I've, I've lived in several different places and what I've just come to do through, I guess, habit or coping through that is to realize that there are great things about every place and so no one place feels like home to me anymore i was raised in ohio i lived in around san francisco for a bit and then moved to los angeles and i've studied in england and now i'm doing this it's not a road tour at all or, you know that's not <laughs> she's what on tour right now intended okay. to be can but find her
0: in different states
1: it's more the reality of it is i'm like living out of my car staying at airbnbs and like booking a different one each night or each couple of days hoping that i'll find work and applying for jobs so it's a little bit more nomadic than um this gleeful tour but
0: (laughs) sounds like a musician lifestyle frankly tour bus living out of options
1: it could be it could be but um yeah, I miss a lot about Los Angeles. I miss a lot of the diversity and cultural events and the energy to participate in awareness events.
0: Oh, I'm going to toss this in here in the more entertainment aspect. We went to an event. It was great. It was in like a South LA, lively crew, shout outs to Malcolm, one person I met there, DJs, some activity. <laughs> yeah that was put together
1: by my friend Enrico Moses so at the at the hive that he put together and that that was really cool so I I miss stuff like that yeah um but yeah each city has really neat things the Atlanta has the Center for Human and Civil Rights and that's cool I participated in the March for Our Lives when I was in Atlanta and I was overwhelmed with excitement by the amount of people that participated in it being a red state you know i expected a little bit of that out here in california with a more predominant liberal viewpoint but to see that in atlanta was pretty cool (laughs) right um so there's community and, and great things there i'm I get a little bit creeped out by the amount of Confederacy stuff that still exists in Montgomery, not going to lie. But there's also the growth of the Rosa Parks Museum and the Equal Justice Initiatives Museum, that, the Legacy Museum, that they're going to be opening on Thursday. And so, I mean, there's great stuff happening in a lot of different places. It's pretty cool. Mm hmm.
0: That makes sense. Seems like you've seen some of the great stuff happening in a lot of different places around this nation. You have a better sense of this nation than many other people, which gives you maybe more critical thought <laughs> because you've seen variation.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm seeing some growth. There's a lot to go, but it's really inspiring.
0: You know, you travel like a girl. Oh oh oh! <laughs> <Roll> <laughs> joke okay. <laughs> Get it. Tone switch.
1: I'm gonna assume that means I'm traveling well. Yeah, but a just lot. tell me, just tell me, I'm traveling well. You're traveling well. Thank you.
0: Now. What is one message? Well, you've kind of described. But what is one message that represents your viewpoint for people? If you had a sentence, a megaphone, to talk to all the people, for some reason they only give you one sentence. If you have a megaphone, all people are listening, but you only get to say one or two, one or two sentences. That's it. Probably one. Um, There's a shortage of listening ability. So. They
1: <laughs> yeah, it, this isn't going to be super eloquent, but just along the lines of. Um. Be courageous enough to to think deeply and to question your teachers, your pastors, the media that you read, um, your friends, your parents. Be courageous enough to to challenge that and to have an honest dialogue, to arrive at a place where, where you've grown and hopefully have arrived at a greater truth.
0: Dang. Dang, that's pretty cool stuff. Deep and and meaningful yeah knocks it out the park christy knocks it out the park
1: and if i've said anything wrong or um you know if there are areas that i could have grown in or can grow in through this dialogue then i encourage that feedback too i i really enjoy learning and growing and so i welcome that too
0: that makes sense What an offensive person, right? Like, (laughs) I I accept your feedback and I'd like to hear it. That is disturbing. You know what you should do is just put out your views and be like, this is right. And I'm stepping on you.
1: No, I've taken away. I need to eat some papayas. Papayas? Yeah, it's been fantastic.
0: It's a healthy food. Christy, glad to have had you on the Army Show podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: You know it. And we are out.